0: Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real
1: issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 2310. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. Hello, 24 Care Tribe. How
0: are you guys today? Woo! Okay, so we're excited because we have a very special guest that actually Rhonda met. I know. I met her online. I'm
1: telling you, people. (laughs) Yeah. I have the most beautiful community online.
0: (laughs) I know. And so when she told me, I was like, wow, she's kind of a big name here. So I'm going to (laughs) do this bio I was reading, but um, I'm going to pull some things from here. So Jessica Shakir is... Your beauty BFF, she'll help you look gorgeous, but more importantly, she'll empower you to feel beautiful and live brave so you can fulfill your God-given assignment here on earth. Amen. For Jessica, coaching women of faith is her dream job. Jessica has been working as a hair and makeup artist for 22 years with a celebrity clientele that includes Colby Calais, Kevin Bacon, Jane Lynch, Rachel Hunter, Selma Blair, Daniel Day Kim, Grace Park, The Backstreet Boys, what? and Eminem. Back oh yeah! <laughs> she is uh, the founder of My Beauty BFF and um. It's an educational platform specializing in inner beauty and makeup workshops for the women who's passionate about blending beauty plus faith. Mm -hmm. She recently launched her 12-week beauty authenticity coaching program to empower Jesus-loving women to live aligned, authentic, and feel fully alive. And above all, Jessica is passionate about her romance with Jesus and loves to see people live in complete freedom and joy That comes from abiding in Christ and loving His Word. Jessica, welcome to our show.
1: I know. Thank
2: you girls for having me. I am so excited. Hey, anytime I can talk with other sisters in Christ about Jesus, about the Word of God, and living a beautiful, abundant life, I am in. So I am ready to go. That
1: is awesome. I know, and we're so excited. I mean, you are just—you're such a joy to talk to. anybody. Mm-hmm. but I love the fact that you're my new beauty BFF. Yeah, right. Like, we like, need a beauty BFF. I mean, <laughs> if, if you don't know us by now, like we love our makeup and we our hair, hair and our sparkles. We love clothes. <laughs> just, okay, wait. You love makeup,
2: beauty, and Jesus. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I know the right <laughs> thing.
1: You have no idea. Yeah, no idea. Yeah. My my niece used to call me Auntie Bling Bling when she was little. <laughs> just hilarious. I was like, "Okay, I that guess I need a so backup yeah. on the makeup look. That's cute. <laughs> so, um, Jessica, so, I want you to share your story with us. You have such an amazing journey and yeah. a story, one that includes a lot oh, of pain. And I just want you to share that with us and just I mean, I just yes. want you to tell us your story this morning.
2: Thank you. Well, I think some people would be surprised to hear that my journey has been one of consistent pain yeah. or, you know, chronic pain. And because for, for me, I think one of the, the most beautiful things about a woman and, and the kind of life that I choose to live is a joy filled life, winning mm. back to heaven. And so I'm an Enneagram 7. I don't know if you guys do uh, I'm Enneagram type. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a 2. I, I think I, I'm, I'm a 9. <laughs> <laughs> peacemaker. Oh, peacemaker, well, Enneagram yeah. 7, we love freedom and joy and oh. things, you know, and that is so me. I've always said my favorite word is freedom. Mm. Freedom. It was just like, oh, so inviting. And, and I found my freedom in Jesus. And so where I'm at right now, people who might meet me now, and I've gotten comments like this before, uh, where they have said, well, you've, you've had such a great life. You've had such an easy life. You've had such a fill-in-the-blank, whatever, pretty magic, yeah. everybody. You know <laughs> right. You've had such a, um, a a good life that you don't know the pain that I'm going through or you don't know what it's like to suffer yeah. or you don't know what it's like to have insecurity. And, and I think, you know what, I know that the joy, the, the level of joy that I've been able to to embrace in my life as an adult, um, hey, my next birthday, I'll be 40, Mm. is because of the journey I've had with Jesus Mm. and a big, huge part of that journey that has made me the, the woman of joy that I am today, the woman committed to obeying God and loving Him, and the woman who isn't afraid to step into spiritual leadership is because of the suffering that I have been through mm-hmm. and I know we've all we can all relate to pain we can all relate to heartache and suffering and you know when when I hear the question and I knew we were going to be talking about physical pain and mm-hmm. you know tell me about your journey with physical pain on one hand part of me is like oh I wish I didn't have a story to tell about physical yeah, pain. yeah yeah part of me You know, and the bigger part of me is like, oh, I'll tell you, and I'll tell you what God did through every single wilderness. Mm. And to sum it up, I'm going to read one of my scriptures that I've clung to the past year and a half, particularly, it's been a very painful year and a half, and I'll tell you Mm. why in a minute, but but Song of Songs, 8-5, is what I've been clinging to, Mm. and it reads, Who is this one? Look at her now. She arises out of her desert, clinging to her beloved. Wow. And if I could sum up, if I could sum up, why, why God? Why wilderness? Why do we need to go through suffering? Why do we need to go through the valley of the shadow of death? You know, I would use that scripture as one of the many scriptures to cling to on why, Why? Because we come out of it clinging to our beloved. We Mm. come out of it with fruit born and birthed in our lives that wouldn't have been born or birthed any other way. So true. We come out Mm -hmm. of it closer to heaven, more aligned with the word of God. Mm. We come out of it more like Jesus. line, We come out of it more like Jesus.
0: Yeah. And
2: so I'll tell you a little bit about my story and I'll I'll try to streamline it here, but I've had a, a... Gosh, I guess, let me go back, guys, to when I was five. Yes, please. Please go back. (laughs) But but, but as a little girl, I grew up in a beautiful, loving family. We knew the Lord. I knew the Lord. I felt the Lord's love. We'd read the Bible, worship together. My daddy would actually uh, push record on a cassette tape, and we'd worship together in my little, you know, one-year-old, two-year-old voice. And so I really had a, a beautiful upbringing, a beautiful beginning. And my daddy passed away when I was four. Mm. And when, when that happened, I just remember, you know, your life being turned upside down, like yeah. the rug being pulled out from under you, and not knowing which way is up, and being really confused. And and I also remember though, and this is wild, I remember God just coming. To me, chasing me, inviting me into his presence, I was a little girl, just lost my daddy, and I remember walking outside and looking up to the sky, looking up to heaven, mm-hmm. and saying, God, you took my daddy, I need you to be my daddy now, oh. and I don't know at what point I prayed that prayer, but mm-hmm. it was a, a big memory for me, and yeah. I, I know what it feels like to be rescued by God at a young age, and so I've been able to walk through this earth feeling the warmth of heaven on my skin is how I would wow. describe it because I knew my daddy loved me mm-hmm. and now he's not here yeah. I know he's in heaven now so I know my daddy in heaven loves me so therefore I was able to put that on the heavenly father like wow mm-hmm. Jesus okay I know you love me even though I can't see you and I can't feel you right now I I know you have love for me and so I'm going to and that I'm going to stay close to you all my life. And so I, I knew what it was. Like for God to be my father at an early age through high school. Well, actually in junior high, I found out I had scoliosis and that has been mm. the beginning of the painful journey. And my scoliosis is pretty severe. Right. The doctor put me in a back brace for two and a half years right away. I wore that faithfully because Ugh. I did not want to have the surgery. Well, after two and a half years, I got out of it. I bought a whole new wardrobe of clothes. It uh, was so sweet. She's like, yeah, you can wear, you, you don't have to wear turtleneck every day. right? You know? And so I remember feeling free. And mm. remember, that was that was my word. That's yeah. like, the goal of life, to feel free, right? And uh, a couple months later, after I got out of the thing, my surgeon told me, I am so sorry but your spine collapsed. Oh, you need to no. have the surgery right away. And he used that word collapse. Yeah. And so, um, if you can imagine, um, I, I have a three curves in my back over, mm. totaling each of the three curves, totaling over a hundred degrees of curvature. Oh, wow. And So not only am I curved right to left, but I'm twisted. And uh, so all my life, it's been a fight to stay in alignment and to stay strong. But I'll tell you what, what the enemy meant for harm, we hear this so much, but mm-hmm. girls listening, I don't want you to let this like go in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Grab onto it, be tenacious with it, because it's true. What what the enemy meant for harm, and we know he means harm. Yeah. You yeah. know, in John ten ten, he's out to kill, steal, and destroy you yeah. your faith, your confidence, your vision, your love for God,
0: your beauty.
1: Um, and, yeah, exactly. He attacks uh, in that area for yeah. sure. hmm
2: <clears throat> Yes. Mm-hmm. And in that same scripture, it says, and God, (laughs) that God comes to bring life and life more abundant. And I want to come back to that word abundant in a minute. But. God used what the enemy tried to break me down in my identity. Because mm-hmm. I was a dancer mm-hmm. from early age. That oh. was my big goal. I wanted to be
1: a dancer. Yeah. A ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. And so, put me in a back race for almost three right. years. That so was torture for a little girl. Ugh. Well, and especially yeah. at that yeah. age, in adolescence, yeah. you know, when, yeah. kids, when girls are so mean and you know, it's hard enough when you're chilling with stuff. And as you're animals. so active yeah. as a
0: child. Like, you just want to be free and move, around, have that movement. So mm-hmm. imagine being, like, I can't even imagine, like, being um, confined.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the other element to it, now that I'm older, I can embrace this more and have empathy for my mom. But you, as mothers, mm-hmm. like to watch a you know daughter yeah. yeah. like something that was yeah. confining and painful, and, yeah. and for my mom it was heartbreaking. And um, but in that time, what the enemy meant to destroy my confidence and take away my identity, it was actually God allowed that unraveling of my identity to happen. My identity wasn't in a, a ball- ballerina or being yeah. a dancer. My identity was always in Him. I just didn't know it yet. And so at 12, when I got into that back brace and the ongoing journey with physical pain, I, through that suffering and through that clinging to my beloved, through the desert, through the wilderness experience, I came to build my identity, therefore my life, therefore my confidence in Mm. who Jesus says I am. And so that was a huge gift, honestly. If that didn't happen, I would be a different person. Yeah. And so... The enemy meant to break my back, and God gave me a backbone. You know what I wow, mean? That's so that is
1: good. good. That's a good quote right <laughs> that's there. That's a good one. I know. I don't have to use that. <laughs> oh. So um, tell us about just a little, can you go back a little bit and just tell us um, from the time that the back brace was on, I, I believe you told me when we had talked last time that you had also had another injury that happened shortly after that. Is that correct?
2: Well, I'll I'll tell you the injury. Perhaps you're thinking about the injury I had like a year and a half ago. Yes, really yes,
1: right before you got married yes. to a new level. Yeah,
2: yeah, right before I got married, and so um, I've I, I've already had a let's call it a sensitive spine. Yeah, <laughs> so I've that. had to be very careful with my spine, right? And so when when our wedding day was approaching, I my, one of my goals was. I wanted to be pain-free you know I yeah. just wanted to like be free of pain to concentrate and to be present and to enjoy heaven touching earth and enjoy my ideas with the love of my life and and so I really was a I was really disciplined with my physical therapy and trying my best doing what I can do to bring health and alignment to my body and Five days before our wedding, I was leaving my physical therapy office. I was thanking the Lord that I was pain-free and felt really great. I had both hands on the wheel. I was going over my vows, and the woman hit me from behind. No! The front tire, to the front tire pushed me into the next lane, mm-hmm. and right away mm. I felt a fiery pain in my spine and up into my neck. And, well, that was the beginning of a nerve, of a disc issue, of nerve pain. And so... Um, unfortunately, there was some pain on my wedding day, which is really a mm. big disappointment to get over, but ultimately, I... I hate the devil that not stopped his wedding. We, I am walking down the aisle to the love of my life. I was 36 when I got married, and so I waited a long time
1: to be married. And I was like, you know what? Ain't nothing gonna ruin. (laughs) 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 That is a great. That is a great (sighs) advice for right this season (sighs) that everyone is in.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and honestly, girls, you, I know you know this, but we have to fight and be tenacious with our joy to to grow it, to develop it. It's not an automatic thing in
1: this world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think, I, I think sometimes, you know, as Christians, people think, well, you know, you just have to be joyful all the time because, you know, you have Jesus and it's like, no, I mean, I, I do, I am joyful a lot of the times, but sometimes I'm not so joyful, you know, and it is about just really pushing through and Mm -hmm. finding the joy in the moment that we're in. And I think a lot of people are feeling that right now where, you know, it, it is, it's been tears. It's a battle. Yeah. It's yeah, been, it's been sure. tough. It's been very, but I tough. love that. Um,
0: I love how you, I just love how you pull beautiful scripture into the moment of, it's like where pain meets hope. Mm-hmm. And, um, And that is where I think people, we all have to get back to that because I'm hearing a lot of pain right now from on social media and rightfully so. And I don't ever want to take that away from people, but somewhere we have to hit that crossroad of like, you know, I believe that there's still a reason why all this is happening. I know God's God's in control. Mm -hmm. And so. I just, you know, I have those crying moments. I did a blog on, I cried twice this morning and it (laughs) felt good. And, um, and you have to release those feelings, but then it's like, then what, you know? So I don't want to stay in that place. And I think that's, what's beautiful about you is, um, you know, gosh, I mean, the things that I love how you said to. You know, when I'm reading your bio, it's like on the outside, and this is what people do all the time on the outside. Everything looks beautiful and everything looks yeah. perfect. And everyone's like, she's living the dream life. Yeah. But in behind the scenes, you're probably in pain half the time working on these people yeah. and helping other people. But in the midst of that, you find joy. Mm-hmm. And you're so it. I think it's, it. a, yeah. it's a wonderful message to tell our listeners that that is exactly the key to life is that we have to find that middle ground where it's like but god right mm-hmm. it, it's like we have yes, to f- find yes. it I and just
2: on the Bible. Uh, yeah
0: <laughs> and just get to that place where it's like yeah this is really crappy and it's happening right now mm-hmm. but god you know he's he's got this he has yes. a i just believe he always has a path and i keep um clinging to that in the times when i am sad or yeah. when i am you know, feeling hopeless or yeah, when our anxiety rushes right. up, you know, it's like, no, God, God, you know, but God, you're there. I know you're yeah. there.
1: Yeah. And you, and I think you yeah. learn through your process of your growth in Christ because, mm. you know, all of us are on right. a journey and some of us are a little further on our journey than others, you know? Um, <coughs> I mean, I was raised in church. Phyllis was not, you mm. know, but there's people that are our listeners that, you know, are just starting to know Christ or coming, yes, seeking him, him, maybe like Mm -hmm. trying to find out. And, and I think sometimes they, you know, when you're younger in your faith, you get a little discouraged because you're like, wait a minute, I become Christian and this is supposed to be easy. And we're going to walk through this cakewalk and Mm -hmm. it's like, nobody's guaranteed easy. But the Mm -hmm. good part is that he is sovereign in it all and he will bring good from Mm -hmm. what might have seemed like it was going to be bad and Mm -hmm. for our detriment. So, I mean, I love the fact I love that. Go
2: ahead. Um, Well, I love that you brought up the fact that God ain't never promised an easy life. Yeah. So God didn't promise us a trouble-free life, a pain-free life, but he did promise that it would be good and that it would be abundant. Yeah. What, you know, let's go back to the, uh, again, I want to talk about this abundance factor, Mm -hmm. and not in a... Uh, a new age, like yeah. <laughs> focusing on abundance, and that's all. Uh, that's all I want in my life. Just giving the good stuff and not the hard stuff. Right. Um, but the the abundance that the the Bible talks about, and the the abundance equation. There's an element to the abundance equation that sometimes we forget, or when we see it happening in our lives, we get disappointed, or we feel like, "What did I do wrong?" And mm, that that's mm-hmm. part of the equation is the pruning. Yeah. Suffering, yeah. you know, and we have to remember that joy is a fruit. Well, let's talk about that. Like, joy yeah. is in all the fruits of the spirit listed, yeah. too. And so, yeah. that's, that's a really powerful it's very powerful. And so, where does fruit grow best, or where does fruit grow at all? In the valley, fruit doesn't grow in yeah. the mountaintops. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want to grow mm-hmm. this fruit of joy in your life, you have to be on the lookout while you're going through the valley to say, Okay, God this is my opportunity to grow my joy in you because you know Tim Keller says the weeping drives you into joy
1: right
2: and I when when you hear this term joy comes in the morning it's in the bible I often and now I know wow I also know that joy comes in the morning when you're mourning something m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g yeah joy uh, that that gritty tenacious like Weapon. It's a weapon, you guys, because we can look back on Hebrews twelve two for the joy set before Jesus. He endured the cross. It didn't say for the the, the leadership skill set before Jesus' discipline. <laughs> right. right? You know, it was yeah. joy. It yeah. was Joy. And what was that joy? Us knowing we'd be together. You know, mm-hmm. and and enjoying what God has for us, and knowing that it would be all made right, and together we would live. Um, you know, and, and love and connection with one another. So joy requires connection, first connection
1: mm-hmm. to Jesus.
2: That's where our joy is made complete. Um, and we read that in, in John 15, right? There are a couple of things, you know, here I am, you know, we're having a conversation on physical pain and I'm talking about joy. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are a couple, so I mentioned joy as a weapon. I have found that out in my in the late nights of pacing the bathroom floor, of trying not to cry, mm. of crying out to God, um, you know, of fighting for my faith, fighting yeah. for my health, yeah. fighting for my my peace of mind, fighting for my joy. And so I want people to know that the, the truth is that that yes, joy is a weapon. It's it's um, it's what gets you through the battle. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it got Jesus yeah. through that excruciating mm. tortured yes. death. And it keeps, my my joy helps me keep my eye, not on the prom, problem before me, but on, on the, the promise that Jesus has set, you know, before me in the big picture. The lie to that is that, you know, joy is some fluffy, pretty old thing that we don't really need. It's for people who heads are in the clouds, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I want people to know, no, it is a fierce power. Mm-hmm. It's like a superpower mm-hmm. in this life. The other... I'll read James uh, 1, 2 through 4. I know we all know that, but it fits <laughs> the story. <laughs> My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, mm. see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, mm. it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as you endure, as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until nothing is missing and nothing is lacking. And I was reading out of the Passion Translation. Mm. And, you know, when I would read that and when the Holy Spirit would bring that up to me in my times of of pain, and let me just kind of catch you up. Uh, Rhonda, you had asked what happened a year and a half ago and I told you about the car accident. Well, what that led to was multiple bulging discs, a tear in my disc, a slip disc, like set off a whole... Lieu of issues and um, and it, it took over. I mean, this pain. I've, I've dealt with pain all my life, so I can, you know, I, I, I can handle some pain. But the acute fiery nerve pain that was a ten. That was week after week, month after month. It mm-hmm. just felt, um, and it it just felt overwhelming. And the Holy Spirit would bring me back to scriptures like this,
1: mm-hmm. and I would
2: read. You know, if you want to be perfect, <laughs> let let the trials do its job. Yeah. You know? And at one point, you guys, I said, I wow. don't want to be perfect. Yeah. Oh, is, it's too big. It's yeah. Too big. It's too much. And you know what? I didn't even realize until the Holy Spirit just shared a little bit, a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of light. By me saying I don't want to be perfect, God, take this from me. Little did I know what I was saying was I didn't want to be like Jesus. Because mm-hmm. who's perfect? Who's the only perfect being? So, you know, we read this, this trial that you go through, that you grow through and your endurance develops and and it'll mature you and it'll bring perfection into your being. That saying, you're uh, being transformed into into look more like Jesus, right? And so I thought, oh my gosh, wow! And so a lesson that I learned over the year was, what if, what if I don't fight this? What if I don't hate this? What if I don't kick and scream and trying to get out of it and saying, why me? And God, please take mm-hmm. it. What if I say, okay, God? If you're allowing me to walk through this wilderness, if you are the one leading me into this wilderness, I can trust that you are the one that will lead me out of this wilderness, mm-hmm. and I can trust that, like, glory to glory, you're making me more like you, that you're developing a fruit in me that couldn't have been there any other way, mm-hmm. and I've been reading a lot on uh, leadership, spiritual leadership, mm-hmm. and the difference between natural leadership and spiritual leadership, and they're two different principles of spiritual leadership that we can't forget and the sovereignty, the sovereignty principle that God ordains that God chose you yeah. and the suffering principle, mm.
0: The
2: suffering principle of spiritual leadership. that, And you look at the that's the part we that. don't like. Well, <laughs>
1: and, and, you know, <laughs> we, don't, we don't like that. <laughs> we don't like that part. Right? <clears throat> and and just <clears throat> when you were talking about, you know, the fruit, you know, we talk about the fruits of the spirit and you talk about joy and it just was brought to mind that song, um, a new wine that says you know in the crushing and the pressing you are making new wine and it's so true because it's like oh. anything that 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 takes you know if you look in nature things that are beautiful have to grow from the they crushing. have to they have to mm-hmm. cr- be crushed or they have to be stripped or they mm. have to you know be pruned and mm. So, you know, I, I know that for me, I've looked at my life that way because I know that God has had to prune me to make me into like, even to, to do this podcast, like Mm -hmm. we've had to be pruned and clipped Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, because we have to hold ourselves accountable if we're going to be good leaders, right? Like we can't just be a good leader. um, And we still have all these like issues that we have to deal with. You know, when God is teaching us through lessons, through the trials, through the stripping of things, through, you know, the pain, he is moving us to another level. And if we choose not to go there and if we choose to do it bitter or angry, we can't really fully live in joy. And we can't be a good leader, period. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. When you said joy is a fruit of the spirit, I was like, that's right. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I need to get me some joy today. (laughs) That's funny.
0: I have a question for you, too, Jessica. It just made me think of. You know, when I was doing your bio and you have worked on all of these famous people and, you know, different people, I'm sure, that have sat in your chair, like, do you have opportunities to share your faith with them and how do they react to that?
2: Yeah, I love this question. (laughs) Yes, I do. It, it was a journey getting there to be comfortable enough to just be me, mm-hmm. to show up on set, 100% me, and not leaving my face at the door. And once I did, I felt even more freedom. And again, that has always been my favorite word. And <laughs> there's a demon. And, I mean, I love the, the chapter of the Bible, Psalms 119, all about mm. just being obsessed with the Word of God and how beautiful <laughs> it is. And there's a scripture that one translation says, I run in the way of your commands because you have set my heart free. And that, that can kind of sum up my life, my motivation. Like I want to follow God because I tasted freedom mm-hmm. and when I when I'm with him, when I show up fully aligned, fully authentic, fully alive, fully me mm-hmm. uh, as a child of God, I feel freedom. And when again, when I just when I choose to allow like fear or insecurity or comparison or oh, what if I say this and they don't like it? Yeah. It just doesn't feel good. That's
0: just a different I don't
2: feel free. Yeah. And so I like yeah, that. So with the with the question, like, "Hey, have you gotten to talk with these celebrities about the Lord?" I would always say, "God, um, you know, use me to be a light." Yeah. Mm. If you can open up a door for a conversation, nice. I am ready. I will be ready. You know, but I always, I always clung to the Holy Spirit to help me with that. Yeah. So it never felt like a job. Like, right? Where do I? Where do I fit this in? Yeah. You know, I would just be always ready. Um, that was the goal anyway. I mean, sure, there are some times I was caught off guard. I'm like, uh-oh, mm. how do I
0: answer this? Oh, question? gosh.
2: <laughs> but I would always try to be ready. And a fun little story to illustrate that fact is I was on my way to work with Eminem and Dr. Dre, and I was praying <laughs> on the drive over there, as I do. And I often say, you know, Lord, anoint the work of my hands, and may I be a light, and may I... Uh, may your presence be on set with me and may they feel your presence. And if there's a conversation that can come about today, um, can you make that happen? Mm. You know, so again, like putting the pressure on the Holy Spirit, not on me. And so I was pulling up to the job with Eminem and Dr. <laughs> that was which, the name I
0: was thinking of when I was asking this question. Which, I was like, did way, you talk to Eminem? Which, <laughs>
1: yes. by the way, um, Jessica, what you don't know about me is that I love me some rap music. In fact, um, one year my kids bought me a Tupac T-shirt. So, like, it's so funny. Like, I love Jesus, but I love some Tupac too. So, so when you were like Eminem and Dr. Dre, I was like, oh, all I could hear it was music. In my head. I was like, what? what, what, what? Eight Miles. What?
0: <laughs> so funny. So what? So what happened? Going back to that. <laughs>
2: You know, you can get in your head. I'm thinking, like, oh my gosh, they're so cool and <laughs> hip and yeah. like, we're the right thing. You know, whatever it is. And, <laughs> and so I, I'm doing my prayer. And then, you know, after that first day, it was a two day job with them. And after the first day, I I just thought, oh my gosh, who would have ever thought that I was working with Eminem? Who would have? Oh! And then it came to me, My one of my best friends, years before, years before this opportunity to work with Marshall Mathers, mm. she called me and said, basically, hey, there's a celebrity that I feel that God wants you to be praying for. Oh. I'm like, wow. And at the time, I hadn't gotten the habit of praying for celebrities. And she said, I really feel that God wants you to pray for Eminem. I'm thinking, no. oh, he probably needs a lot of prayer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Poor, die. Die. Poor, die. 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 Poor. Poor Pray He's for him. <laughs>
2: and, yeah, we'd, we'd dance and choreograph to Eminem and such, and every time I would hear his music in a class or on the radio, i pray for him. Mm. And one of the elements to that prayer was, Lord, send him people that can point him to you. Oh. So, lo and behold, years later, I... Wow was Amazing. the answer to that piece of the prayer that yeah. I am now working with him. And, and you know, maybe that realization came before the first day. I'm sorry I mentioned it was before the second. So, mm-hmm. I remember walking in thinking like, oh, God, you ordained this. God, mm-hmm. you knew. I've been yeah. praying for this man, you know. That's what do crazy. I say? Look, like, I've been praying for What do you say? I mean, I've been praying for you for eight years. <laughs> oh,
0: my
2: gosh. But I just... I went back to where the Holy Spirit led me. Just be you. Yeah. Be you, be love, be joy, be peace, be kindness, all the fruits of the Spirit. You know, be that. And then the Holy Spirit does the hard work, right? Yeah. And so at the end of the two-day, big with him, Marshall was so kind, you guys. We would love to know mm. he was thoughtful. was my name. He would he would get up and go to the kitchen for a drink. He'd be like, hey, Jess, do you want anything? Do you want anything? So really, so different than what I yeah. um, what I expected, yeah. and so I had a really fun time with him and the uh, the what do you call it the massive bodyguards. Wow, <laughs> oh. uh, now I know what my what my guardian angel must look like. Uh, like <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going back to the story, Marshall is really cool. Dre, I think was you know he didn't say one word here, uh, nice, but he was,
1: like, he's a little intimidating. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Yeah. He somebody. looks a little intimidating. He's like, who's this crazy girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And so at the very end of it all, you guys, uh, Marshall comes in the back room, and he's like, hey, Jess, can I get a makeup remover? And that was the first time in two whole days that his manager wasn't with him, his bodyguards weren't with him, and so I thought, oh, well, I get to talk with Marshall now. I was like, what do I want to ask him? And I said, hey, Marshall, I have a question for you. And he's like, yeah, shoot, go. I said, what, what song means the most to you? Mm. Which of your songs means the most to you? And he just paused for a moment, and he said, nobody has ever asked him that before. Wow! I'm like, what? No, surely people have asked you that. He's like, no, nobody. What would you say? I'm like, well, it's probably a typical girly answer, that Mockingbird, the song he wrote for his daughter. Right? Yeah. That's what I
0: was thinking, his sta- the she- song for his daughter. Uh, yeah.
2: He just smiled and nodded, and he said, mine too. Aww. And so he walked over to me, and he's like, he's really funny, and he, he walked over being totally facetious and say, hey, Jess, yo, I wish I could say it was cool having you around, but you're, uh, you know, like, you're really a bore and oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad it's done, you know, just- Oh, and cute. he goes, No, really, man, no, I, I really appreciate you. And he gave me a big hug. Mm. I said, You too, Marshall. It's such a joy to meet you. And while we were hugging, I said, God bless you, like that. Like real- <laughs> Yeah, like, like God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> and it just it just came out. Aww. But then he pushed, kinda of pushed away from the hug, holding my shoulders and said, God bless you too. Oh
0: Thank wow. you.
2: And he walked out of the
1: room touching his heart, you guys. It was um, the simplest thing. And God bless you. Yeah. I didn't, you know. Yeah, you we weren't shoving God down his throat. or Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was yeah. the
2: simplest thing. But it touched him so much. Oh, and yeah. that was just one of my favorite examples of, of yeah, just being just being you, you right. know, just showing up and bringing Jesus with you. Yeah. I think, and I think that
0: is, I love that. I love that story so much. That's I can't awesome even tell story. you, but I think that is what, our Christianity is about, yes. is it's not about shoving tracks down someone's throat. It's not about like pulling out scriptures when people don't really know what that means. Right. It's about you yeah. showing your light and who you are as a person and just walking in your truth. And just that, that those words right there, it was like, Holy spirit went to his heart. Right. And mm-hmm. was like, Whoa, what that felt yeah. weird, you know? And so he doesn't even know yeah. probably that, you know, that was a divine moment Because that came straight from your heart to his. And, you know, that's all we need. That's like a perfect example to me of what our Christian faith is all about. Is like, you guys just show up like people. We're not here to like preach more to people who know Jesus we're here to preach more to people who don't know Jesus and to just be able to show them who we are by showing up and just loving on them and you know they may act different look different you know talk different where you're just like ooh, they're a little rough around the edges but which is where I came from so I totally relate to it Mm -hmm. but I just feel like people miss those moments because they go oh I don't know they're kind of scary or they're different or they don't they don't act the way we do and it's
1: like that's the people you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be with. Well, that's exactly what you, you know, I mean, the the big saying, what would Jesus do? Right. And it's, it's true. But then do we actually walk that out is the thing, you know, I, I'm such a believer in, you know, showing the love of Jesus through your smile, through yeah. your joy, through, through the things that you do every day to help people, even if it doesn't benefit you, you know, those kinds of things and let Jesus do the rest. If they've yeah. got rough edges to work yeah. out, my dad used to say, like, I'm going to bring them to Jesus and then I'm going to let Jesus deal with them. Exactly. Like, that is not my job yeah. to deal with yeah. them. You know what exactly. I mean? That is not my yeah. job to tell them you need to quit doing this or right. that. Or it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit on their hearts that will change them completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, man. I just feel I like I, that. Could, I feel like I you could know, talk to you for hours. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes.
2: Can I just say one more thing? Yeah. Can I just say one more thing? Because I feel like some people, this just popped into my mind, my, my heart. Some people might be listening and be like, oh, okay, well, I don't have the courage to say, God bless you to Eminem, or I don't have the kind of joy that Jess has, or Mm -hmm. she's just, you know, like a different personality, and Mm -hmm. that's good for her, but not for me. Um, I want you to to know that the, the fruit of the Spirit, yes, it's a gift, and we have free access to it when we partner our lives with Jesus and when we make Jesus Lord and King of our lives and invite him to take over, but those fruits don't grow automatically. And I think that's another Mm -hmm. lie that can guide us down the wrong path because I've heard this a lot, you know, like that's not for me. That's my personality. Oh, I'm Mm -hmm. more of this. The fruit of the spirit is available for every person who has the spirit of God in them. And so if that is you, don't give up. Grow this fruit. Develop yeah. this fruit. Push through. And the good thing is, is like I am so thankful that joy can share its space with disappointment, with sorrow, yeah. with sadness. Mm. You can embrace both with Jesus. And presence of pain does not mean the absence of God. Yeah. And so, mm. the presence of pain doesn't mean. It doesn't mean the absence of joy. You can grab onto this joy. There's something I want to read uh, real quick in the Passion Translation Bible and the notes here on the bottom, and talking about um, there is a glory unveiled in us as we focus on Christ in our difficulties. This brings immediate joy and rejoicing when we pass through suffering. Yet the greatest joy will be as we are free from mortal pain and see the revelation of his glory throughout eternity. And so I want you to remember, if you're dealing with physical pain like I do, remember this, say this out loud, declare this over your life to remind you of truth, that your pain will not last forever, but your joy will. Your pain will not last forever, but your joy will. Mm. And when the enemy tries to lie to you and tell you otherwise, know it's a lie. Go back to the word. Our inheritance is heaven. Our inheritance is this perfect beautiful life with God, but we don't have to wait to heaven to, to have access to the presence of God, to have access to joy. We can have that now. Mm -hmm. And so just really be tenacious with your joy, be tenacious with your faith. And, um, and know that, God is with you while he may not take away the trial while he may not take away the fire he'll jump into it with you
1: like he did for oh. Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego oh, yeah. so he, I love that good. I love that and it's funny because mm. this morning my devotional said this and it just when we were talking I was like man she must have read my devotional this morning <laughs> um, it says oh, nothing it? including the brightest blessing and the darkest trial can separate you from me mm. and I think that's true you know no matter what you're going through whether you're in Joy or in pain, um, you know nothing can separate separate you from the love of God. And I love what you're doing. I want you just to share with us just a few more minutes about um, Hope Floats. How that started. I mean, I think it's isn't it funny? You know, thank you COVID for motivating us to do things we would have (laughs) normally not done. Um. So tell us a little bit about Hope Floats. Yes, Yes. Hope Floats was
2: birthed from a trial. Yeah. From a place of, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So right when the stay at home order was in place, I just thought, Lord, how do I, how do I keep myself encouraged, keep myself um, involved in community? And how can I do that for other women? How can I keep my hope high right now? How can I, you know, kick fear in the butt Mm -hmm. and just really grow my faith in this place? Mm -hmm. And he gave me this idea Okay, well, I want you to encourage women in hope. I want you to remind them that I am the God of hope, that their hope is in me, and that hope can float, that hope can rise above mm-hmm. the fear and the pain and the pandemic, and so I thought, oh my gosh, okay, hope floats. I love that movie, and that was the first thing that <laughs> popped into my mind, and so I just put it out there. I said, uh, hey girls, I'm doing a free virtual event. I've invited five of my friends to come and preach, do a little sermonette and pray with us. Would you like to come? We had about 100 women jump on the first call, and we have, we're going Going on our seventh uh, Hope Float summit, really, um, on June uh, in June, and so it, it came from a place of whoa, crazy, what is happening? Yeah. And like God does, He birthed this mm. beautiful thing, mm. this, this joy, this hope-inspiring um, movement, and we have hundreds of women in the community now. And um, it's just beautiful because I had the space for it. I had the time to do it. And yeah. I, uh, yeah, so God is just really, really using this time. Of being at home. And again, when the pandemic hit and when the stay at home order hit, I felt that I was prepared emotionally and spiritually uh, mm-hmm. because I have kind of been living in a stay at home order for the past year and a half <laughs> yeah. because of my recovery from my neck injury. Right. And so I was already in a place of, of seeking God, of rest, of. Being okay with not being able to say yes to all the invitations and having mm-hmm. to stay home, um, a lot of my desires have changed in the year and a half. Uh, my my friendship with Jesus grew in this year and a half. My realization of like the humanity of God, like Jesus knows what we are going through, that yeah. grew in my life. And so I just really wanted to bless and to pour out to women who, you know, for me, I feel like. My life was turned upside down a year and a half ago, so for people whose lives were just turned upside down, you know, two, three months ago, Mm -hmm. I know what they're going through, and I just wanted to be there to help them through it and point them back to
1: Jesus. That is is awesome. We're so excited for that group, for sure. I mean, I know it was such a blessing for me to um, experience a few of those already, and it's been awesome. Okay, so one last question. It is our standard (laughs) 24-karat question, and I want you to tell us, what would you tell your 22-year-old self? Oh, I love this. Okay, 22.
2: 22, I had just moved to Hawaii with a broken heart. (laughs) It was the beginning of a journey, a healing journey. And I, I thought I was getting away from the broken heart, but little did I know I would just plop down in the middle of Honeymoon Central and lovers all around
1: them. <laughs> yeah, uh, That's not the best place uh, to go on uh, when I you know. got a broken heart. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> I would tell my 22 year old self that this pain that you're feeling although it feels like it's suffocating you, it will not last forever mm. that the marriage that God has planned for you and the love story He has planned for you is literally beyond what you are imagining right now as a twenty two year old. You can't even comprehend the beauty and the kindness that's gonna come from this. Like I could pray. Um, it'll take a long while, longer than you thought, to yeah. walk down that aisle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> um, awesome. and I would I would tell I would tell my twenty two year old self to focus on being rather than doing. Mm. To focus on just being with Jesus and being you rather than trying to do things, to prove things, to create things and produce things. It's just learn to treasure the being. Mm-hmm. Just be
1: yeah that's beautiful. That wow. oh so that my incredible. gosh Jessica that's Jessica. beautiful okay we're definitely having you <laughs> on again because I just can't get oh, enough of you you are God. just amazing I I feel so oh. I feel so blessed that yeah like it's such a, God, a coincidence God as Phyllis yeah. says <laughs> and that we yes. met that we met you know and I'm so happy to call you a friend yeah. um I just want you to tell us how do they find you? How can they join the Hope Floats group and give us all your Instagram stuff and Facebook stuff so we can give you a shout out.
2: Oh, thank you, friends. Yeah, I'm on Instagram quite a bit, so if you guys want to head on over there, I love to connect with you there and uh, do voice memo, DMs, and prayer over DMs. So my Instagram is Jessica Shakir Beauty. And that's also my website, JessicaShakirBeauty.com. You can find out more about my beauty authenticity coaching program, which I am taking it to a six-month program this time because wow. I really desire more time to walk with women through life and mm. uh, just do a community together. And so, yeah, you can find me there. And then my my email, well, if you want to email me, hello at Beauty
1: dot oh, That's awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for joining for us today. Me. Thank you, Jessica. You're amazing. You're like a light that shines you bright. You girl. are a light, girl. I needed you today. Wow. I needed some great, Jessica today. Great job. <laughs> thank you, Mama. Thank you, Phyllis. Yeah. Thank
2: you, girls, for being here.
1: So 24 Karat Tribe, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. I just ask that you go like, subscribe, share, share, share. Follow us on our Instagram and our new Facebook page, 24 Karat Conversations. And until next time, 24 Karat Tribe, sparkle on. Bye, peeps. Bye, peeps.